Staying Alive. Staying Alive. Episode 5. Episode 5. Episode 5. Episode 5. Terrible. Excellent. How are you guys doing anyway? Holy fuck, boys. It's been almost two weeks since our first podcast. It's been almost two weeks. I think I'm good. You good, Mike? Me? No, I'm far from good. No, no. (laughs) I've never been good. No, never. He's a bad boy. He's a bad, bad boy. (laughs) Who's the bad boy? I was listening, Jordan. I was listening back to a few episodes ago, and I think it was like episode two, even. And you were like, Hey, anybody feel like they're going crazy yet? Yeah, that was like 10 days ago. I know, dude. I can't believe my girlfriend hasn't killed me yet. She's getting there, though. She's getting there, though. We're gonna be all right. So, in this show, our plan was to call up our buds from all over the world during this pandemic crisis and uh, just see how they're doing, how they're making out. Just see how everybody's doing. So let's call up fellow Cape Bretoner, Grammy award winner and nominee as well. Who do you think it's going to be? Oh, it's going to be Sunburn himself. Davy Jones Locker himself. Do we... Do we need some aloe for this? <laughs> I need to cool off. We do. Let's call Gordy Sampson. Check in cool. on for our next check in on America. America. Check in on America. How you doing? How you doing down there, man? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, man. Is this Gordy hey, Sampson? Sure is. Hey, Gordy. Gordy. It's all a slow coaster here. You got me and Mikey and Jordan Brule. Hey, man. Oh, right on. Hi, guys. What's going on, Gordo? Uh, not much. How you doing, Mikey? Good, buddy. It's good. Hi, Jordan. As well as they doing, man. expected. <laughs> so, hey, uh, just I'm, I'm fiddling with uh, – I've actually never used Facebook Messenger for a live call. I'm trying to get my speaker on. Give me two seconds here, guys. You sound perfect. Cool, buddy. Just smash your thumb against everything. Just rub your thumb all over it. Oh. Okay, sounds great. Troubleshooting. There we go. Yep, sounds perfect. Cool. Okay, Gord, we're basically going to start off by asking you the same question we've been asking people all over the world is, where are you and what's the vibe in the area that you're in? I am in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I live. And uh, which is where I've lived full time now for about 15 years, 14, 15 years. Um, you know, I'm sure you, you get this answer a lot. Uh, I'm here, but what, as far as what the vibe is in the city, I wouldn't know because I've been isolated for two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, so I get the news. So it's, in terms of what's happening in my city, I, I might as well be in Abu Dhabi <laughs> um, on that front. But, I mean, you know, we do pay attention to the local news, and my I have a big circle of friends here, and we talk, and so that that's what informs that. Um, I'd I say everybody's pretty scared. Um, the numbers uh, for the U.S., of course, are... 
out of control. Uh, out of control. Yeah. Um, there is. Uh, if there wasn't enough of a political divide already, that divide is tenfold. Now, um, uh, you know, with most of us, uh, Tennessee is a, is a red state. Okay, not to make this all about politics because it's not. But Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee is a red state, a Republican state, and Nashville is a blue town within that state. So you have a liberal city in a red state. Right. Uh, so. Uh, the governor of Tennessee was one of the last governors to uh, get it, as they say, uh, while the city of Nashville was actually proactive very early on. So in some sense, the city uh, said, F you, governor, uh, I'm going to lock my people down. Uh, so we're thankful for that. Um, and, uh, and we're all just... Uh, we're all just here frustrated, uh, scared, and trying to keep our families safe and Lysoling our groceries. And, yeah, we're doing the same thing here. Yeah, um, and doing doing pretty much what everybody else is doing. You know, it's a little bit, uh, because we are aliens, essentially. We are not U.S. citizens. We're Canadian citizens living in the U.S. and working in the U.S., it's it's an added uh, anxiety because uh, you know you do you you feel like a little bit of a motherless child right now because a it's not your leader and b the leader is not being a leader so yeah it's it's extra frustrating uh, you know unless uh, unless your beliefs are that the leader is tackling the situation perfectly and in the final analysis everybody will say he did the right thing which I suppose is possible uh, I can't see any evidence of it yet but um, let's you know I don't know what to tell you about that the real well the real question is uh, what would Jesus do what would Jesus do <laughs> other than take the wheel you mean uh, it went. It went all the way there. How'd you let that go there? I, I'm not sure if you set me up or I set you. You up, guys Mike, just set anyway. each other up. It was a blind Dude, date. Like, that was dude, a blind date. I like to tee it up high and go for it. You know. Okay. I'll take. Listen. I'll. I'll eat your low hanging fruit. All yeah, I was just gonna long, say though. that's pretty low hanging fruit. That's, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna send up a couple lob balls, and Gordy's gonna swing for the fences there. Yep, man, Gordy, you guys had just come off. Nashville had just come off, like directly off the heels of kind of a devastating tornado as well, right? Yeah. So I can imagine there's still people that, amid all this lockdown and quarantine and stuff, they're still probably trying to recover from a fucking giant tornado. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean the the city was already already in a, if I'm not mistaken, a state of an emergency. Uh, on some level, had been declared already. Molly, uh, Molly. So, uh, so certain parts of the town, uh, it th this tornado cut a very uh, fine path through very particular parts of town, and. Uh, and in, in, in those parts of town, they were they were hit really badly. Dang, man! So, yeah, are you spending your time? As I know you, man, you're you're such a hard worker from morning till night, as far as songs go, and producing and editing and stuff. Are you spending some of your time now 
work like backlog stuff or like new stuff um i yes i admittedly am that guy like i love to write uh and work uh, my studio is 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 uh, you know in my it's not in my house but it's in a building behind my house now which i'm grateful for having now because i can just work out of my own property so in some ways it's not that different but um I have been uh, Zoom writing, as as which has now become a catchphrase, um, and that has a lot of that has a lot of hurdles. Uh, but we're we're kind of getting through it, you know. It is it it's it is my job, and uh, uh, it's exponentially harder to write on Zoom for yeah. a lot of number of reasons. I won't get into all the the nerdities of that, but like the you know, the latency is the big thing. Uh, um, I don't know if anybody's ever tried to jam with somebody else over the internet. Uh, it's not, of all the technologies we have available to us now, that is still not really easily possible. Well, that's one of the problems we're facing right now is that we're in three different parts of the Maritimes and we can't do like a group live stream or anything like that. So we're figuring something out. Yeah. Like um, shit, there's a lot of streaming going on right now. A lot of streamers. I'm at like a wedding all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's 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 great. I mean, no, it is. That that part of it's a silver lining, I suppose, in itself for a lot mm. of people. You know, there's a big audience with a lot. A lot of people have time to listen to music that aren't working, and and the uh, there's there's a just a huge amount of people that can digest it right now more than others. I mean, so much so. Actually, I don't know. You guys might know more about this than, than I do, but, like, I'm not a Spotify nerd or anything, but I was curious. I was asking somebody the other day if Spotify numbers were kind of up or down in this times. Have you guys heard anything? We don't. We only have one album on Spotify, and yeah, okay. uh, we have such a kind of yeah. a niche audience yeah. that's – they're willing to go to our paid sites and it's it's so great i mean it's our like you said it's our job so we're very yeah. grateful for the thousands of fans that we have that will a small percentage of them will go to our paid sites and buy the music which is fantastic yeah that's wonderful yeah like you're you guys are able to reap reap some of the rewards of the stuff you've built. Yeah, you know, it took like, a long time to be able to. If I was an artist starting right now, of course I'd be on every platform, right? Like it's because it's a, yeah. it's a piranha tank. The music industry is a piranha tank now, whereas it didn't. Yeah. It didn't kind of used to be. It used to be kind of a series of ponds, and now it's just yeah. one giant fucking piranha feast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who do you got to sleep with to get out of the music business? Is the question. <laughs> Man, I'm using that. I gotta can I please use that everywhere. Yes. Oh, well. um, anyway, yeah. So, uh, where do you guys where do you guys think it's going? Where do you see it? Fuck, I don't know. In a couple of months, like. Uh, in a couple of months, you know. I think we're gonna be in. I think this whole industry is gonna be in recovery mode for a, a long time. Yeah. And I my personal view is that we're going to see some kind of platform or like some app or something that doesn't even exist right now come out of this. Like somebody's going to start to see the problems with what the streaming services are doing and live streaming music are 
and someone's yeah. going to invent something that we just that doesn't exist that we so we can't compare it to something right now it'll be like I love how yeah spotify so I, and Bandcamp like we're for like one day they're like for this one day we're gonna give the full price to the artist it's like awesome yeah. for that one day that's incredible it's like yeah you know, people become aware of that right it's like they should be getting all the money it's like they're making the air yeah the distribution their distribution service that's all you, you know? know everybody's got their job right and i don't know I don't. I had. I, I felt like I had answers like ten days ago. And now I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. I I envision lots of full body latex suits and people not touching each other. I agree. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. Have to, you're gonna have to get. You're gonna have to wear like speedos on airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wouldn't be the first time, but yeah. <laughs> well, Gordy, speaking thank- of low hanging fruit. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Gordy Sampson, we love you. We miss you, man. All right, so, love you guys so much. Thanks th- for having me, and, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's chime in again down the line. Let's do that, dude. Take it easy. Okay, thanks, Gord. Bye, bye. Gordy Sampson, we finally got a hold of him. Great dude. He's like a shy deer, you know. You got to stay perfectly still, <laughs> and to to make sure that you don't scare him away. You know, he's a that deer can ride it too when I tell He's you. an amazing guy. Oh, so good. Well, boys. Um, does he play? Does he play music? I think he just. Uh, I think he just does a podcast. Oh, he's on the podcast scene. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, good news, by the way. Good news, everybody. What? News bulletin. What's that? Last night I uploaded. Jody's Garden and Accidents and Excuses to our Bandcamp page. We are almost to at full capacity of all of our albums. There's just one more to do. Oh my god! Cool. Yeah. What was that? The sound of the last album? That's the sound that a heart makes when a heart breaks. Oh, Mikey, it's like you're what? a fucking hockey player. Brule, you're a hockey player. You guys I both. Am. You guys both played hockey i didn't i played like pond hockey i was you guys would destroy me in an actual hockey game i wouldn't be able to do well anything. i was in the pipes bud you were yeah that's right i was uh i had a sunburn on the back of my neck as they like to say <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff ah, that's this guy's good. a brick wow uh, that's pretty good cat like reflexes you know like the old man what yeah yeah, he was better yeah. than me, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he was in the show, for those who don't know. Mikey's dad was in the show. That's right. That's right, Bice. So Unreal. What I'm, what I'm getting at here is that uh, musicians aren't the only ones hurting. Super famous NHL players are hurting as well. The entertainment industry is a vast industry with lot, many, many angles. Mm-hmm. Sports entertainment is a big one. I'm going to cry if I don't see a hockey game in the next six months <laughs> I will cry <laughs> since that is the case that is the case so let's get uh, the NHL's take on all of this so let's call Cape Breton native Logan Shaw number 38 forward for the Winnipeg Jets hello hello hey Logan Shaw hey man Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. How's hey. it going? Hey, this is all of Slowcoaster here right now. Nice. Nice to hear you guys. Hey, right on. Well, thanks for joining us, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess 
we wanted to get your your perspective because uh, you're also kind of like not working right now. Oh, you know what? Hold on a second. First things first. Where yeah. where are you, and what's the vibe in the area that you're in? Uh, I'm up in Halifax right now. Um, I drove home from Winnipeg uh, last week. I think it was maybe two weeks ago now. Um, but I'm just back at my own house in Winnipeg with my wife. We're expecting a kid here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, we have a lot, we have a lot yeah. going on, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good. It's an unfortunate situation right now, obviously. Yeah. Big time. So yeah, this is just so crazy. So it's funny cause Canadians started to really think that this was going down hard once they heard the NHL was shutting down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. For us as players, I remember uh, it was it was in Edmonton early March, whatever it was. It was uh, the night that the NBA got canceled. We were playing. I was I was actually healthy scratch, so I was sitting sitting down in the the video room watching the game, and um, that uh, what was his name Rudy Gobert, that NBA player, got it. And then all of a sudden, that game was canceled. And that night, they you know they suspended the the league, and then the following day, we had a, we flew to Calgary. Sorry, that night after the game in Edmonton. And we landed in Calgary, and we got the message just saying, "Hey, stand by." And uh, next morning, we, they gave us a message saying we're going home. Like that was that was it for now. The season was postponed. So, I mean, you know, obviously, us as players, we want to get back and you know play the playoffs. It's the best time of the year. But um, yes. you know, obviously, you want you know the health and safety of everybody. Like so that's that's where I'm at right now. Is you know, I'm, I'm expecting a kid, so I, I'm you know, I'm happy to be home with my wife, but. You know that's that is the best part of the year for any any player and you know for us if they say okay we have to go back whether it's in june july whatever that means to me that means it's safe you know it's safe and healthy for everyone to go to, to be anywhere so like I, i'm you know I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to go back and play yeah i betcha so just to let our, our audience know here again um, you're playing forward right now with the jets in winnipeg correct and you so you started off with the with the panthers did you yeah. did you have that moment like okay we're from the same place pretty much I'm from Donkin by the way. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Did you awesome. go to Glace Bay High at all as well? Yeah, so I, I went to I did Sydney Academy, Glace Bay High every year, three years of high school. I I played with the Eagles there, so I was the like the first three quarters of the year I would always go to Sydney Academy, and the last quarter I'd go to Glace Bay High. Wild. It was like you couldn't decide where to get beat up at. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, eh? <laughs> if there was ever a fight, I was just standing in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to Glace Bay High as well, and so I'd love to ask you. Like, I've always wanted to know this from an NHL player. Growing up playing hockey, Mike, Mikey played hockey, Jordan played hockey. I didn't play hockey, but is there? There's this moment when you made your NHL debut and you got called up to play with the Panthers. Was there? Was there a moment when you were like, "Holy fuck, I'm in the fucking NHL"? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was my so my first game. I got called up. It, like, my season in the American League was going well, and I got called up. And I remember, I think it was uh, three or four of my like best friends flew down. My girlfriend flew down. My parents flew down. And we had a back-to-back. -back. It was against Boston the first night and then uh, Washington the second night. And first night, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Marishon as well. You know, everyone thinks he's the rabbit. He's, he's, he's a great guy. But so first game I play, he gives me like a little – he gives me like a slash, kind of like a – you know, like, congrats on the call-up kind of thing, but it broke my thumb. So, like, it shattered <laughs> the inside of my thumb to pieces, and I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't hold my stick. So the next game I was, I was supposed to play against Washington, uh, and I thought it would be pretty cool to be out there against Ovechkin. Obviously, you know, exactly. I played in the yeah. NHL. So I go to 
warm up and then I, I couldn't hold my stick so what happened is I couldn't play the next day they sent me back to the American League and I was like no oh. way that was my shot at the NHL I was like that was it right there and you know, luckily enough two weeks later they called me back up and I got to play the rest of the year with the Panthers so that was awesome but honestly every day for me is I, I never take it for granted being able to play in that league like you're saying that one moment I think you know even if i go back in june and put that jets jersey on it's awesome you know every moment you get to play in the nhl is obviously mm -hmm. i've been up and down i haven't you know i obviously it's a lot of people get the not a lot of people i should say but you know you, you get that privilege of being able to be, play there every day and you know they've, they've never been down to the american league or the east coast and coast and that's awesome like kudos to those players but i find um you know myself kind of working my way up through different leagues and different ranks i think it's uh, i appreciate a little bit more than some guys that's all I bet you, man. I bet you. I mean, you're from the Bay. We're friggin' neighbors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, man. Unbelievable. Awesome. And the support, the support that I get from back in Cape Breton, like when, like especially when I started out, like it was unreal. The people that you know were messaging and reaching out and trying to get, trying to come to games and flying down to different cities. It was awesome, you know. And that's seeing the Cape Breton flag in the arena and stuff. That's that's pretty cool to see. That's awesome. You get any free Hortons by? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's another. Like I'm happy to be back playing in Canada just for that, though. <laughs> yeah. I friggin' well, good luck. Good luck with everything, dude. I'm really happy to uh, have talked to you today to get uh, the take from the NHL. I know you guys are you guys are all hurting real bad. I know. The, I'm going to see people starting to play hockey, live streaming their own little hockey in their living rooms any minute now. Yeah, no kidding. I'm hoping this my uh, my wife's. We have the boy come out here pretty soon. I'll put a stick in his hands. We're doing <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Mini yeah. stick. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank awesome. you very much. I appreciate that. No, thanks for having me on, guys. Right, be really careful on. there too. Be really careful. They're only letting a few people into the hospital at a time, and it's it's a war zone out there, Logan Shaw. <laughs> no, no kidding. I know. I know that uh, as of right now, I'm the only one that's gonna be allowed in the hospital. So I'm just hoping I don't pass out or anything like that. You'll <laughs> be fine. <laughs> Coming into the hospital, number thirty-eight, Logan Shaw. <laughs> nice. Right. We nice. appreciate it, dude. I, Take I, it I, easy. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. You gotta, you have to hang up. Okay. <laughs> That's the catchphrase. That was awesome. That guy is awesome. Good man. stuff. Finally got to hear from the poor NHL. True. I mean, Canadians. Crazy. Like, Canadians crazy. knew shit was going down. Yeah. When you cancel the fucking NHL for the season or whatever it's going to be. That that's a big deal, man. Every yeah, every you felt the collective turning turning like pale when that happened yes. all across canada a nation side exactly yeah <sighs> that sounds like an awesome like never use tragically hip line or something a nation side, the side. <laughs> that's when I the nation side dude i could ask that guy a thousand questions like so yeah, he's um, he was great he was freaking yeah. awesome, and uh, it was really funny because he had, he had such a great like hockey voice. You know what I mean? He's well, well spoken. Like in an interview, it's, it's almost like he was. He's got that hockey you know? that hockey sound that. Uh, the boys yeah. get groomed. You got to know how to do an interview. Oh yeah, man. For sure. Oh boys, I'm sighing. Are you holding on St. George there, bud? I don't know anymore. I, I thought I had good ideas. I thought, I thought, I, I don't know. I think I had it in my head that two weeks was going to be two weeks or three weeks was going to be three weeks. 
and then we started losing gigs right into like July now. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get better soon. It'll get worse before it gets better, I think. Mm. 100%. And it's not like you can run out and get another job. No. It's like you're unemployed and you can't leave the house. That's the That'll be the other rules to this demented reality show. Uh, honestly. Speaking of reality shows, let's do our segment, a new segment. It's called You Okay, UK? Is that, is that funny? It's not funny. UK okay? UK okay? Funny Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> UK okay? Um, about nine years ago, I think. Nine years ago, we toured uh, just through Tokyo in Japan with the band, and we hooked up with this other band from Scotland called Gorman. And they're, they're great cats to hang out with, and we've kind of kept in touch. And uh, <clears throat> we haven't heard from anybody from Scotland so I think Chris, the lead the lead guy Chris uh, Gorman has since broken up. I think, but he's still done a bunch of music stuff. And uh, I'm not sure if he's in Glasgow or Edinburgh, but um, we're gonna just kind of blindly kind of see where it's going. Let's let's see where he is. We'll, we'll ask politely. The Capers and the Scots all hanging out in Tokyo. Yeah, it was something else. <laughs> Those guys drank like fish. I don't think uh, they even remember talking to us there. Okay, UK. Okay? UK, okay? UK, okay? UK, okay? Is everything okay in Scotland? We're gonna, I hope so. We're about to find out. More at 11. Hello. Gentlemen. Hey, how's it going, Hello. buddy? How you doing, guys? Good, buddy. Good. Chris, you got all of Slow Coaster here. Hey, man. Superb. How are we all doing, chaps? Uh, pretty good. Hey, buddy. You know, we're all unemployed at the moment. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, what about you? Yeah, how you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm luckily sort of a bit overemployed, uh, not to rub it in. I'm, I'm not gigging as much these days, and I'm... Uh, I'm spending a lot of time writing music for like theatre shows and stuff like that Um, and uh, I kind of got quite fortunate this year like a few of the shows that I was working on got sort of uh, like our our arts council our government sort of uh, art funding they got um, they got the funding and then all this nonsense happened so like they've come back to us and said look the funding's still secured even though the shows aren't going to go ahead so i'm in this like really really lucky position that i'm um a lot of my pals are struggling for you know for they thought they had gigs coming up but mine mine are sort of confirmed anyway um so i'm, I'm feeling very very lucky just now Chris Gorman, oh, the, the only musician in the world that's overemployed right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so what? What? So you have some writing projects on the go. You've got. Uh, are you? Did, were you playing live at all? Doing little solo shows here and there? Or? Like up until about eighteen months ago, I was I was playing um, keyboards for a couple of pals of mine, um, and uh, we were doing some touring around Germany. He's he's real. Over there, he lives in Nuremberg now, so I was touring in Germany a little bit, playing keyboards and co-writing with him. Um, and then on and off with that, I'm also sort of taking and doing bits of front of house for 
uh, another act that's based here in Glasgow, some buddies of mine that I used to be in a band with uh, a few years back. They're uh, they're called Saint Phoenix, and they're doing pretty well. They're they're sort of doing US and um, European tours and stuff like that. Obviously, they, in fact, they were supposed to be in uh, America just now, but obviously nobody's uh, nobody's doing anything. So they're sitting at home just trying to create online content to keep their fan base interested until they can get back on tour. Yeah, I feel um, that. Yeah, so it's been quite good fun with them. So what's what's the vibe right now? So you're in Glasgow right now? That's right, yeah. In Scotland, it's um, we took a lot longer to get locked down than a lot of other European cities. The the smart money was um, was happening like Germany and other places in Europe. They were like, right, we should probably address this quite quickly. And here in the UK, it was very much. Uh, a slower response, shall we say? The 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 government are they're certainly not very popular up here in Scotland. The, the, we've got a, we've got our own sort of devolved government, but they uh, they have a very different um, political outlook than the majority government in the UK. So they're not that popular up here, and the the guys kind of fighting a lot of fires um, politically here. So he he didn't really have any major plan to address this and it's kind of weird it's like the the guys in charge were they're they're not very uh not very socialist shall we say they're very much in favor of like selling off all the the public assets and stuff like that and letting capitalism fight it out but um they're very much seeing now the the strength of feeling against that i guess um, so I think it will be very interesting times towards the end of the year when this all starts to settle down, hopefully, and people realise that you don't—you've got until it's gone. So they better sort of um, kick up a fuss if they're starting to to privatise all the all the good stuff that that sets the UK apart. Do you think yeah. because of the upcoming Brexit and all that kind of stuff that you might see an independent Scotland? I. Personally, I hope so, yeah. Um, I, I've certainly got pals in, in England and Wales and um, that, that would very much like to remain in the European Union, the same as the majority of the people in Scotland do. Um, but yeah, I think that would be the thing that, that maybe pushed it over the edge. Um, because there is, there's lots and lots of sort of big social differences between um, the Scottish people and the rest of the people in the UK. I yeah. think just because yeah. um, there's there's a, va a vast difference in population. There's only five million of us here, and there's like sixty million in the UK total. So uh, any any time our votes get counted, they don't get counted for an awful lot to put it to put it that way. You know. Interesting. Well, the you know they they had to build a wall there at one point between England and Scotland. <laughs> it was so That's freaky. Right. Yeah, the Romans the Romans wanted nothing to do with the In fact, Tony would be your man to talk about that. Well, that's the thing. I, I today I talked to uh, Sir Sir Tony Robinson, and yeah. we, which blew my mind. By the way, like just hearing yeah. his voice narrating something like to me, <laughs> I was kind of freaking out yeah. a little bit. But he talked about yeah, um, he's a total legend. Yeah, like big time. And he was just talking about the plague and stuff during uh, in England and and all those t back in the 1300s. And it was, you know, well you'll hear it. No pretty. Well, I don't yeah. want to, no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's good to hear from you, dude. I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. Like we chat once in a while online, but uh, it's good to know that things are going good and that you're overemployed. 
We're not going to let you forget that, <laughs> yeah, by the way. We're I'm not going to let you. We're not going to fucking let you forget that. <laughs> yeah, this is me. This is me sort of coloring it like I am definitely not the poster for like the struggling musician. I am super fortunate, man, and I, I'm counting my blessings every day. Um, I, I had I had a little recording studio up until a couple of years back that I've been running for about a decade, and I just get kind of so busy with the touring stuff that I ended up giving up the space, um, and because of that. I was fortunate enough that like me and my girlfriend could finally afford to buy a, a place of our own. So we got a place that I've got like a room in my house now that's like my studio set up so I can keep working and it means I don't have to I literally don't have to leave the house. So everybody else is sort of buckling down for quarantine and I'm like, Cool, okay, I'm just gonna go through to the the work the workroom and I'll see you at lunchtime, darling. So it's kind <laughs> of um it's weird. It's weird but it's I'm feeling very, very lucky indeed. Dude, do you well, remember, do you remember how crazy? Oh, sorry, Mike, go ahead. I was gonna say, since you're so fortunate with the, all the work, when we're allowed to hop on a plane, we'll come visit you, and we'll, we'll do man. some work yeah, with I you. I can't <laughs> promise that I can get you gigs or anything like that because I've been off the scene locally. Promise, for make us time, promise to us. I'm promise. looking for a sweet theater <laughs> deal. Yeah, yeah, and it better be waiting for me in three months. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. Definitely. And I'm not afraid to dress in Victorian women's clothing, just putting that out there. <laughs> I'd like to, I'm going to play some Gorman from, the, from your band, Gorman. We're going to play Fantastic. When the Claws Came Out. Can you give us a little bit of background on this song before you go? Or Yeah, it was a guy I used to work with who, um, there we go, he ripped me off, yeah, and, uh, and this, that one was for him. <laughs> excellent explanation. Yes, perfect. Well, Chris, man, take it easy, dude. Don't go outside, I guess, which is a weird thing to say. But uh, just Definitely. take take care of yourself, and we miss your Definitely, we miss man. you dearly. And we'll, and, uh, we'll try to see you soon. All right. Take Cheers, it easy, buddy. guys. Nice to speak to you. Okay. Thanks, see you later, man. You hang up. Stay safe, guys. See ya.
There you go, right there. There you go, right there. When the clouds came you, out, Gorman. You UK okay? UK seems to be okay. UK okay. Okay with like a shoulder shrug. <laughs> kind of thing. Everyone yeah. is just shrugging. And so let's let's call somebody in Cape Breton Island. <clears throat> Multi award winning. I say that before I introduce everybody because our friends are so fucking awesome. I, I like your introductions. They just they, I just say the same thing over and over again. They get Multi right award winner. Tradition keeper, brawn player, fiddle player. She's got. Holding. She's got like thirty-five brothers. Let's call <laughs> Lucy McNeil from the Bear McNeils. Oh well. Hey. Lucy McNeil. Hey, you there? Yeah. It's Olive Slow Coaster here, Lucy. Hello. Oh my God. Yeah, I, calm down. Doing? It's okay. You breathe into oh a breathe. Breathe into a paper bag if you're getting light of air. We just got through supper, so you don't know how, you know. That's, you've got kids, you know what it's like. You got, oh, yes. Even though know. mine are bigger, they're like, well, I'm not hungry. I ate something before. And after you just, like, you know, put your heart and soul into making something nice. and. What yeah. what were you having? What was We were having uh, homemade chicken soup with rice and mm -hmm. spelt biscuits. Ooh. That's when you pour it into the garbage while they're looking at you and say, nothing else tonight. Starve. I can't do that. I can only do that for like 15 minutes and then it's gone. So, And while I was trying to make supper, they were trying to teach me TikToks as well. So have you done them? TikToks have not. are hot right now. Have not done yeah. one. So I think right I now. think Slow Coaster, you should all, you know, yeah, do I one. I don't think anybody needs to or wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of fucking 40 year old dudes trying to like slap each other's shoes while we clap hands and stuff to like some fucking Important. trap song hopefully, oh, well. hopefully you'll see my ass crack when I bend over uncomfortably <laughs> oh that would be nice yeah, it went there. Hamstring. that's TikTok star Michael Elias so Lucy you're in Cape Breton Island yes you're hunkered down in the homeland yes did did this whole quarantine, you know, virus crisis, did it impede the plans for, for touring or anything with the Bear McNeils or anything you guys had coming up? Were you getting, like, tons of emails saying, like, sorry, that's that's postponed till 2027 now? Uh, yeah. Well, luckily for us, uh, two of us had, we didn't have a lot uh, planned for the spring. Um, our our first date was, I think, in May, and I had a couple things myself with Island Girls and uh, and a oh, couple cool. gigs with my husband that we had to cancel. But the Barras weren't doing any traveling until May, um, and uh, we have some kids graduating this year. Uh, my stepson's graduating, and Seamus's son is graduating, and so you know we kind of kept wanted to be close to home and. You know, it's a lot of things to do. But anyway, it's kind of sad for the graduating year of 2020. It is. Because my, yeah. my son is also supposed to be graduating this year, and he's pretty bummed about prom and all <sighs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I feel like, we, you know, we started at the beginning of the year trying to get him all, all psyched for prom, and he even had a date, and he was going to go. Now it's all done. Date, yeah. Dates are canceled. Eat your soup. <laughs> he ate his soup. He was a good boy. <laughs> he ate his soup. It's those girls. Oh well. 
those girls so uh, i yeah um so that that's about it uh, i've been uh busy with um uh it seems like everybody wants a little snippet of video for something so you're, i did the you're uh, working on a live stream a live stream <laughs> well, I, I saw you were playing a little bit of a uh, baron there the other day yeah that's when i was yeah i, I was, lost my mind for a moment as we all have <laughs> yes but it was good it got you know it was i beat the beat it out on the board instead of my husband yes. and uh, <laughs> or the kids yes it's, that's uh, right healthy it's healthy, <laughs> it's healthy. <laughs> and uh, oh the other night when it was like about 11 30 and we were you know, started seeing the news about john prine and he wasn't doing well so we Threw a little John Prine song up, and and you know every day has got something different. You're just yeah. trying to fill it with, you know. I was watching you, so I play a little bit of that in our other band, Holler, with Colin Grant and Mikey. And yes. I was watching you play the drum, and it's been a long time since I've seen you play the drum, and I was like, holy shit, I need lessons. Holy <laughs> frig! Yes, you do. Yes, I do. <laughs> You just make it look so effortless. Like, oh, I've been playing it for a few years, and I really, really enjoy it. I, I love percussion. Well, maybe you so, could be doing like online baron lessons. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. no. Uh, we'll yeah. see about that. <laughs> I've taught. I taught at the Gaelic College before years ago, different times, classes of uh, boron students and uh, it went quite well you know but how's, it's, how, um, how's your gaelic uh okay hold on let's let's do a quick i'm gonna do let's do a quick lucy mcneil gaelic quiz i'll throw out some some words and you oh no no you can do this and tell me what they are I in english ready for this. you can do this okay here's the first one gamic oh gamic gamic <laughs> It's <laughs> the gamak. Oh, it's just like, well, there's a lot of words in Gaelic that, you know, when you say it in Gaelic, I Gaelic, Gaelic, you know, whatever. Um, the word, it just, it's hard to explain, but just the sound of it explains this, the person or the situation perfectly. So gamak is just, you know, kind of like some arsehole, but arsehole. not yeah. quite, not quite. Too much arsehole, but just you know, just a gamma. Okay, you get a point for that. You get a point for that. Okay. Um, ding 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 ding. Okay. Um, Gleva. Uh, it's uh, very good. Yes. Very. You get another point. You know what I'm supposed to be doing this weekend? What? I was supposed to be at the Gala College taking oh, my husband and I taking a, a course. No. Starting right from the beginning. Because no. I've learned songs, but and it's canceled. Huh. Okay, this is this is for all all the points. This is your This is double jeopardy right now. Okay. All the marbles. All the marbles. This is final for, jeopardy. It's final jeopardy. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> double <laughs> double final. Double okay. final. <laughs> I might not be saying this right. Ushkabea. Uh, water of life. That's right. But what what's the other meaning for Whiskey. that? Whiskey. There you go. All the points. Okay, what's Pak Mahan? Oh, is it Kiss My Arse? Yes! One point for Steve. Ding, 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 ding. Score one. Score one final. 
Lucy, cool. thank you so much for joining us to our uh, this was delightful, our ridiculous show and our new game show. Badly say well, that word. Gaelic. Yeah. What this jerk? was this was an awesome evening. An awesome what? Ten minutes of my life. Yes. <laughs> You're lucky it's only that. I will teach you more in some time. Okay, thank you. That would be great. Very interested. Yes. Lucy McNeil right. from the Bear McNeils. We'll see you later, thank buddy. You. All right. Bye. See ya. You have to hang up. You I have to hang up. No, you hang up. No, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up. All right. All right, see Cheers. you now. Okay, bye-bye. I love how much people tolerate us. She's so awesome. She is so awesome. Known her for friggin' ever. She's wicked. All, all those guys are awesome. Fabulous folks. You know what's going to happen? This whole quarantine thing is going to lift in like on like December 20th and the only band that's going to have gigs are the Bear McNeils on their yearly Christmas tour. Yeah. I hope so. I believe it. It's going to be stadium shows for the Bear McNeils. I'm there. 10 beers. Down the cold town road. <laughs> and there's something something else where the culture is alone. Not oh, quite my tempo. Down like an angel, bud. Like a freaking angel. <laughs> freaking angel. You sound like Chris Angel. Mind freak. <laughs> oh man. Yes, I'm gonna make. We'll make our. Watch this. I made our careers disappear. Poof. <laughs> uh, what what kind of music are you gonna play? You should play a good Bears tune. Let's Healthy do, Bears let's tune. Do, let's, do, let's do a little snippet of a Bears tune here. The Bear McNeils. It just sounds like home. Does. Does. Yeah. Does it, Jordan? It does, Mike, yeah. Tell tell <laughs> me more about your home, Jordan. Uh I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what it looks like anymore. He hasn't left his room yeah. in a while. I've been uh... in the bedroom for fifteen days. Where is my home? It's fine. We're fine. Everything is fine. We'll, we'll be fine. Couple months. Buzz, you might, I don't know if you know who this guy is or not, but he's, I friggin' love this dude. And as Chris Gorman said, uh, our next guest is a national treasure of the UK. Do you guys ever hear? Yeah, UK, UK okay? UK okay? You okay, okay? 
Did you guys ever hear that? Ever, ever see that British show Black Adder with Rowan Atkinson in it? Yes, of course. AKA Mr. Bean. Exactly. Yeah, Black Adder. Incredible show. I actually just got into it like a year ago. Um, check that out. So, so this guy that we're going to talk to, Sir Anthony Robinson, he played kind of like the the straight man kind of thing or the the bumbling guy to um, Rowan Atkinson's character. He played. Bu- I'm going to turn the interviewer on the interviewer. How did you get a hold of this guy, dude? <laughs> what is what is going on here, Steven? I don't know. Um, so here's the thing. So he he's a, a host of a ton of BBC history programs. Yeah. So being in the entertainment business, I was like, I need to know about history. Do I call a historian? No. Like- you call <laughs> the host of the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed to be a knowledgeable guy. I basically just, I, I sent his agent a shot in the dark, just like a one sentence thing. Like, Hey, we have a band. We lost all our gigs. Now we have a podcast. Does this super famous legendary guy want to be on it? And she was that, like, sure. That's what I'm like. I'm you real. keep saying that you're not a journalist, but I'm beginning to wonder your credentials here. Yeah, you turned to press real quick. Hmm. Adapt. I, overcome. I can't wait. I can't wait. So this he had a lot of really cool amazing. information about um, about things like the Black Plague because he he hosted a show <laughs> called he hosted a show for BBC called The Worst Jobs in History, and one of the jobs that he talked about was people that worked around people with the with the Black Death, you know, people that would pick up the bodies, things like that. And if you notice wow. in this interview, I I tried to throw down a little like uh, Monty Python joke there when he was like, well, people used to have to pick up the bodies, and I, I said something like. I'm feeling better, <laughs> and, which is from the friggin. It's a skit from the show. He didn't. He didn't bite on it at all. And you guys can hear. Ooh. You guys will hear my awkwardness. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear chat, that. Please. Let's let's hear. Let's hear yeah. them. All right. So the this chat, is I this bet. is my interview with um, with Sir Tony Robinson, who is a stage actor, uh, TV star, uh, BBC documentary. He's a knight. As well, sir. Nice, he is a yeah. sir. My first time ever talking to a to a knight. So uh, wow. this is it. This is a we'll ring it up, Tony, Sir Tony Robinson in the UK. UK, okay. UK, okay. So, Sir Tony Robinson, thank you so much for being on our show. Not at all. No, it's nice to talk to you. So, uh, first question I have for you is: Where are you, and what is the general vibe in the area? Okay, well, uh, I'm with my wife and our new dog, and we're in our flat in West London, and uh, everything is very, very quiet. It's usually a very busy place. The uh, the tube station Warwick Avenue, as in the famous song, is, is very close to us, which is normally very busy, absolutely nobody there at all. The only time there was any noise and fury was last night at eight o'clock when everyone came out onto their balconies and clapped and beat their plot pots and played their bagpipes for the National Health Service. Uh, but the rest of the time, it's completely desolate. It really does feel a little bit like the end of the world when you go out there. Wow. You're the first person we've talked to in England so far. And uh, it's really interesting to hear that. So I have a couple of quick questions uh, for you. One of them is, okay, this, this is going to be a multiple choice question. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
The Antonian Plague of 165. The Plague of Cyprian, I think that's how you pronounce it, in 249. The Plague in England in 1348. And the Black Death in 1665. Which is your favorite plague? Okay, Cyprian I've never even heard of. Uh, the Antonine Plague, I think they were just Romans being a bit girly and making an incredible fuss. And uh, so I'm going to be patriotic and go either for the Great Plague or the Black Death. Yeah. How does the Black Death feel? Perfect. You've got great big bubos, which I, I don't I don't know about anywhere else. Amazing when your gland swelled up enormously and there were fountains of pus. I think it's got to be that one. <laughs> fountains of pus. I yeah, and I didn't I didn't say the word girly, by the way. That was that was <laughs> interference on the line. Well, the Romans at times could be a little girly. I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs> um, they pretended to be so butch, didn't they? All those statues, all those muscles. Well, you know, they were we, they were shorter. I think they were a little shorter on average. Easy. That that doesn't mean anything, mate. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you draw any parallels? Um, maybe speaking just in England or the world, would you draw any parallels between what's happening right now and, say, the Black Death of 1665? Oh, yeah, very much so. Quite, I mean, on a more serious level, we don't know how to control the plague. We don't really know where it came from, although I know at the moment common currency says that it came from China. I had a theory today that actually, actually, if you look at China, where it was concentrated in one area, compared with, say, Italy, where it went all over the shop, it's quite likely that the original infection so the argument goes, came from Italy, and the Chinese one is just a sort of a, a, a one-stop shop further down the line. The, one of the problems with this virus, as I understand it, is that it's very stable. Now, the great thing about that is that once you've found uh, a way to solve it, then it's going to solve all of it because it's not going to mutate. The bad thing is you can't learn very much about it. You can't learn how it traveled because everybody's got the same virus. Mm. And I mean, in a way, that level of ignorance is not dissimilar to what was happening in, in the London Great Plagues. It may be that an awful lot of the things that we're doing in order to work ward off the plague don't do any good at all some of them may even make it worse but all we can do is to do our best isn't it just as the people in the middle ages took off all their clothes and danced around europe in order to ward it off maybe they had the right idea <laughs> maybe i know that one of your i think one of your episodes for worst jobs in history so my wife my wife is eating toast on the other side of the room <laughs> like i'm a complete twat <laughs> That's okay. Um, I think one one of your episodes of Worst Jobs in History dealt with the the plague, did it not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, obviously, uh, disposing the bodies then as now uh, was really difficult and was a very, very dangerous thing to do. I'm feeling much better. That could be a. Ah, oh, no, never mind. Do you think that could be a? You think that could be the catchphrase for the people who, <laughs> who remove the body? I think Monty Python made that famous probably forty years ago yeah. now. <laughs> um, so, do, do you feel you know being a, a, amongst 
being a million other things, an author, an actor, a stage actor, a, a TV host, uh, and probably, I'm assuming you're a lover of history, a history buff as well. Of course, yeah. Do you feel, when you look out at London or you just get the general vibe of London right now, do you feel that this is one of those historical moments that we'll look back on for generations? Yeah, I was just uh, having a conversation with my son-in-law, actually, where we said exactly that. This is going to be one of the times of our life, isn't it? For better or for worse, we'll be talking to our grandchildren about this. This will inform everybody's behavior for the next couple of decades. Fascinating. So, I, I honestly think, I don't know whether you, you would agree with me, I, I think this could be a great game changer as far, as far as our culture is concerned, our music, our acting, the way we make films, all that kind of thing, as far as uh, our notions of government are concerned, as far as our notion of the state is concerned, as far as our respect for nurses is concerned, all those kinds of things. Uh, I've and a million more, I think, will change. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a huge history buff, but the other plagues, they, they also brought on change, did they not? I mean, I think they uh, some of the either 1348 or 1665, a lot of people woke up to a different society in, in Europe and the UK to there was a lack of lords and, and landlords and... That's right, as far as the Great Plague is concerned. Really, not unlike a lot of the aspects of, of coronavirus, the people who got it first and most were those who travelled most, which almost by definition uh, was the wealthier classes um, or also the more mobile working classes. And what it meant was that at the end of that time, there was a great dearth of, uh, uh, of men of working age which meant that the remaining landlords uh, had to pay much more. Wages went rocketing, and there was this blissful period for the English working class, I think, for 30 or 40 years, where they got wages like they'd never got before. That's interesting. I think we're seeing some parallels with that now, where uh, I, I know in North America, anyway, a lot of people are calling for pay raises for people that generally would have had, say, minimum wage jobs, like grocery store clerks and... Um, delivery drivers, stuff like that. They're looked at as an essential service now. Whereas Absolutely. Few, they're putting their ago. lives on the line, aren't they? Whereas, whereas uh, uh, people like musicians and actors who do all those jobs which uh, people think of as glamorous normally, you and I are just twiddling their thumbs, <laughs> waiting for, for, for other people to solve the problem for us and deliver our goods. Exactly. I mean, we play in a band. Uh, we're from Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia, originally. I don't know if you know where that is or not. I'm sure you do. It's yes, I do, yeah. a yeah. famous place. And um, <clears throat> we. one of the reasons we started this podcast was because we lost it all. You know, we lost all our gigs. We lost all our future gigs. So we just kind of yeah. kept the train rolling. And we're fascinated by bringing people together and hearing their stories. So I really yeah. appreciate you coming on today. One more quick question no, no, here. No, no, no. You were knighted... Uh, in 2013, do you, as being a knight, do you get to hang around with other knights sometimes, like Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Elton John, Sir Mixolot? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I've never met any of those people that you've just listed. No, it's just a nice thing that's happened. It's just a nice pat on the back. Whenever I go to America and they see in my passport, this is Sir Tony Robinson, everyone assumes I'm related to the Queen. And, 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 
you know how awful American customs are. They practically curtsy to me. And I think, <laughs> yes, after all those years of being humiliated by you bastards, now you're crawling. So I play it up. And I, and I, speak, I, I speak a rather exaggerated, slightly posh English accent when I'm, uh, uh, I'm showing them my passport. Well, we're here in Canada. We, we still have the queen on our money. So we're still kind of tagging the line there. We're, we're pulling the line a little bit still. Yeah, you're still with us. <laughs> well, Tony, I, I hope you have a great uh, rest of your quarantine. You know, yeah, all the thank best. You. Oh, I'll tell you one uh, quick thing before oh, we definitely. go. definitely. Yes, please. Uh, I was in Vancouver about, uh, uh, about two and a half months ago, I think, uh, doing my series Round the World by Trains. And I went up through the Rockies and, uh, and ended up in Anchorage. Oh, crazy. So uh, I, I've touched your shores, even even though it was briefly. You have. Well, you're welcome to uh, to come to Eastern Canada at any time after this whole thing is blown over, and uh, we've had a complete paradigm shift. Hopefully, by then, maybe for the better. Yeah, or worse. yeah. I really want to come. I want to spend some time in Canada. I know Australia and New Zealand are at the back of my hand, but uh, Canada, I don't know very well at all. So I'd love I'd love to come there and get you to uh, teach me the ways of all things Canadian. Uh, well, you're more than welcome. Our doors are always open. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Nice to talk to you. Oh, you too. Thank you, uh, Sir Tony. Bye. Bye now. All right, so there was a, there was a, my interview with... <laughs> it's the magic of audio vision. That's, that's, that's amazing, Stephen. Good good job. I think uh, episode five, you really... Staying alive. Really, <laughs> you really stayed alive through episode five. Barely. Oh, barely holy i know right uh yeah it's so weird hopefully we'll be able to look back on all of these crisis podcasts and laugh and smile crisis cast crisis cast 2020 (laughs) (laughs) hey well that was a good that was a cool episode we talked to friggin musicians we talked to grammy winners in nashville we talked to knights in london we talked to friends in scotland we talked we did a gaelic game show with lucy mcneil from the bear mcneils i think this was a success i agree episode five was amazing staying alive episode five staying alive okay all day long you guys you guys are just a treat to talk to as well you're my favorite you're my favorite assholes me too thanks hey you guys are a couple of guys (laughs) but i'm not above or below putting on victoria women's clothing just to be overemployed in a dead industry absolutely all right, coming to you from all over the East Coast, Slowco Radio. Oh, boys. In the morning. In a couple of days, we're going to be on all podcast platforms. Awesome. We'll, nothing but the shits. Nothing but the shits on uh, podcast iTunes, Overcast, everything. Love it. And Love uh, it. please go to our band camp. Buy some music. We just put up two more records. We've got almost the entire Slow Coaster discography 
We've got almost the entire Slow Coaster discography. And a brand new single. Brand new single, Haunt You. It's, you know, it's probably like a buck, but you can pay like $500 if you want. That's the going rate. That'd be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me by the virtual liquor store. Can we accept toilet paper as payment? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. And potatoes. We are a bartering band. This is the new paradigm, man. This is the paradigm shift, the great reset. Does anybody have a cow or maybe a goat to barter with? No, but I could steal two goats from my neighbors and trade you for one of your chickens. No, no, no. No stealing, just bartering. (laughs) You must have an old car in your driveway that you could barter Duh. or something two goats for the old shit box exactly now we're talking community <laughs> community thank god gas is only a nickel now like it was yeah, back the in the hell? day dude this is like huh. i know dude, I've had uh, for 10 bucks it's insane it's insane we could drive ac- across the country four times i know for the price oh, that oh, it used to cost it's like hey we're gonna lower gas to nothing and you can't tour Uh, we're definitely living in the matrix or something (laughs) this has been episode five our podcast is still a fucking shit show and uh i like it that way gotta be that way one of these days someone's gonna catch on and be like "Eh, i'm not answering that call (laughs) i I wouldn't either (laughs) all right guys i'll see you for episode six all right buddy talk to you you later boys later